Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for your invitation to come and share in your harvest service this morning. Um, it's really great to be here. Um, last year, um, I was invited to come, couldn't manage it, so um, I think I sent a um, sermon in, which um, Graham reminded me was... Um, uh, I filmed out in the garden in front of um, uh, uh, my fig tree. But uh, I've got a superb background. Thank you to those who, um, who have uh, prepared this. That's a really lovely display. I'm sure it really looks great on the live stream. And um, it's good to be, uh, have you joining, uh, joining this morning too. Um, actually, last year it was the pandemic. And this year it was nearly the petrol crisis. So. <laughs> But here I am, brilliant, it's lovely to be here. And um, so, got things to share with you. Um, in the journey of life, things happen that can cause change. Uh, and sometimes this change can uh, start out quite small, um, but end up changing the world. So, um, could mention something beginning with C and ending in 19, but um, uh, I don't want to cover any more ground on that topic. Um, instead... I'd like to focus my thoughts today on the theme of big change comes from small beginnings. This is because it's also a theme that means a lot to us as Project Possible. And I felt too it also relates very closely to um, what we're thinking about today in respect of harvest. At Project Possible, um, because of we're all um, got into this whole uh, thing of home working, we have a team meeting each week, which now um, takes place on Zoom. And at every meeting, we include a fun item. Um, and uh, that's become quite something. Nobody wants to have a team meeting without a fun item. Um, and we had one recently that was based on would-you-rather questions. So I don't know if you've come across those. Would-you-rather and um, I've got a harvest one for you to consider. Okay, so uh, would you rather plant the most incredibly beautiful display of flowers uh, in each garden in Billericay that lasted a year? Or plant a tree in every road that will last a lifetime? Okay, who thinks the first? Come on. <laughs> Come on, you, you haven't got time with these would you rather questions. Who thinks the first? Who thinks the second? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Overwhelmingly, for those on the live stream, it's the second. Well, I'll return to that later. Um, let's pray before I go any further. Thank you, Jesus, that you have called us to share in your passion for the world. We praise you this morning for the fruitfulness of your creation and how graciously and faithfully you sustain us through it. Thank you too for the resources you have given each one of us to share in your work. We ask for your Holy Spirit to come and be present with us as we think about your word, that through it you may speak to each of us. And this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, here are the three things that I uh, plan to cover in my message. Um, firstly, I'm going to take a quick look um, at a little Old Testament verse in Zechariah, which talks about not despising the day of small beginnings. 
And I'm also going to introduce you to um, uh, some tough guys in uh, South Africa who are taking on a fresh start, and Graham's hinted at that. Uh, secondly, I'm going to consider that big change comes from small beginnings, and to think about that in the light of the parable of the mustard seed. And it will also give me the opportunity to tell you more about the transition from rope to project possible. And then finally, I'm going to conclude by thinking about how the state of the soil in our own lives is important to build a lasting impact. And I'm going to dip into the well-known parable of the sower to do that. So, let's make a small beginning on the message today. I think today we live in a world where um, small beginnings are definitely not celebrated. We want instant fitness, uh, instantly obedient children or pets, um, overnight success from the risk we take. We want big, don't we, and bold and beautiful, um, without necessarily the behind-the-scenes sort of blood, sweat and tears. But I think we can observe that, um, in, that most things in life do start small. People, trees, houses, relationships, and even faith. But when something, even a microscopic something, um, is loved and nurtured and cultivated, that small beginning begins to grow exponentially. I plant my vegetable patch one seed at a time, at least with all the beans, certainly. A book is written one word at a time. A marathon is run one step at a time. And a relationship with God is deepened one day at a time, one hour at a time, one moment at a time. We don't always see the potential in our small beginnings. But when God is involved in our lives, he does. And there are times when he calls us to do things or trust him for something or have dreams about achieving big things for him. When God speaks in this way at the start of a journey, he most certainly doesn't want us to be fearful about getting started because we think we have too little in the way of abilities or resources. As it says in Zechariah 4.10, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So just a bit of context for that verse. Zerubbabel, a descendant of King David, was chosen to lead some 60,000 exiles back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple after King Cyrus of Persia overthrew the Babylonians and allowed the Israelites to return to Judah. The workers built their homes and they planted their gardens and settled back. Then they got to work on the altar and foundation of the new temple. Work progressed rapidly, but the building process faltered when grumbling and deception and fear gripped the workers. And construction of the temple then stopped for 16 years. Zerubbabel got a fresh start when God partnered him with Zechariah and Haggai. Together, they re-energized the workers and dispelled their fears. 
After a fresh start, the whole temple was actually completed in four years. If you got derailed, or detained, or distracted, or even temporarily disinterested, don't despair. It's not too late for you to get back to work on that call, or that divine dream, or whatever it happens to be that God's been speaking to you about. Just a spiritual intention, perhaps. Maybe you wanted to read through the Bible in a whole year, but you got stuck in Leviticus. Maybe you attempted to pray every day and then found you didn't get past dear God on quite a few occasions um, because you got distracted. Well, we begin sometimes to despise our little steps because the finish line always seems sometimes too far to reach. And I just want to say that there is big hope for small starters. So let me pick that up because I want to tell you about the good food apprentices of Rudeval in South Africa. Four former addicts who have been through the Changemakers Rehabilitation Program. And Changemakers are our uh, special partner that we work with there. They're the four guys, their names are Jolan, Mohammed, Lazard and Granville. And all of them as former addict, addicts growing up in broken homes with little money or opportunities, received that opportunity of a fresh start, like Zerubbabel. They've kicked their addictions. They've come to know Christ, who has turned their lives around. And they're ready for the next step. During the pandemic, they've had the chance to work in um, a, a weekly soup kitchen, serving food to local people in need. And now they're ready and they will train as apprentices. Granville, who grew up on a farm, and Lazard, they'll train in agriculture to grow produce to supply the small food business. And in catering, Mohammed and Jolan, where they will prepare and cook the food to be sold through a pop-up mobile unit in local neighbourhoods. So that's the plan, and um, this project is one of what we call our Spark projects. So-called because, as you may have gathered, the new strapline or kind of activating thought of um, Project Possible is Be the Spark. It helps, actually, to keep a focus on this big addition to the portfolio of our work, which are Spark Projects helping people take that next step out of some of the programs that we, next generation programs that we run, so that they're um, moving forward in life and taking up some really exciting opportunities. The sentiment behind Spark Projects and behind that Be the Spark is, um, again, that big change comes from small beginnings. It just needs a spark to get started. Since our launch in June, we put, uh, launched with three of these Spark projects, and um, I'm delighted to say that they're um, fully funded and they're getting underway. And so um, this is one of the, the next round of uh, and a new Spark project. Um, 
I'm sure actually it's going to get a really big boost from uh, your harvest gifts this year, uh, which is fantastic. And at harvest time, we come together to celebrate the fruit of the past growing season. We ourselves are keen to be living lives that are fruitful for God's kingdom and would be wanting to reflect on ways in which God has helped us bear fruit during the past year. I actually love the picture of the mustard seed. Um, There are a couple of parables, aren't there, about mustard seed, but this is what Jesus said. How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches, and birds can make nests in its shade. And that's from Mark 4, 30-32. But anyone who's accomplished anything worth mentioning will tell you, if you want lasting impact, then starting small is essential, and trusting God to bring the growth is also vital. Jesus also said in Mark 4, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. That mustard seed is a fantastic example of lasting impact. Lots of life-giving activity is supported by what that mustard seed grows into. It feeds and nurtures other animals. It provides shade and protection. It does this year after year after year. And it's these two important principles. Big change comes from small beginnings and the desire to see lasting impact that have been significant in the changes that have taken place with rope over the last 18 months. I'm really delighted to be here uh, representing Project Possible today. And hopefully, in uh, just the very short time I've got, and please come and chat to me afterwards, let me just give you a little bit of the background of that transition and the reasons behind it. So, Relief for Oppressed People Everywhere, that's ROPE, okay, was an acronym. And that acronym needed constant explanation. Um, I would go to very many uh, churches to share and speak like this, but constantly everybody was asking me, what does ROPE stand for? Uh, Particularly if they'd never heard it before. But the problem was it no longer described what we were doing. We long ago uh, moved from uh, bringing purely uh, immediate relief or aid to building communities, uh, creating value and creating vocation for individuals. So uh, it's inappropriate too, I think, to, um, uh, for, those of his, uh, uh, for those of us in the West to see ourselves as coming to the rescue of oppressed people. The people we work with are not lost, they're not helpless or stationary, but they have ambition, they have ideas, even if they've had a really tough start in life. We need to recognise, as God does, their potential and their possibility. 
And a further po very positive activity in recent years has been responding to our partners' requests to work more closely with them, to mentor them, to train them in deepening the impact of their work and help in finding joint solutions to their challenges. Not just sending out grants, not just sending out money, because that creates a dependency. We wanted a name that captured then all these aspects uh, and our experience that big change often comes from small beginnings. In contrast then to perhaps uh, an overseas development arena that's um, characterised by big programmes, by lots of long confusing names um, and perhaps even bigger promises. We were after a name that spoke to our pragmatism, to actually our faith in a God who transforms. And finally, we wanted uh, a name that in some way said small and relatable and tangible, which is how we regard ourselves. And so Project Possible was born. Project, because that's what we do helping bite-sized, time-bound, impact-focused projects get up and running. And possible because we focus on what is achievable and manageable and realistic, but um, always looking to the remarkable and the unexpected, relying on a God with whom all things are possible. I think it would be a good point to uh, show our video, so um, it'll just expand a little bit and in an interesting way on Project Possible. Enjoy. For a way to make life better, but they need someone to believe in them, to back them, to be their spark. And that spark could be you. Project Possible is a Christian charity, local in feel yet global in reach. We work in the small, overlooked pockets of the world, helping people to get their poverty-fighting ventures off the ground. We deliver small-scale projects aimed at helping people get a start. Helping Sandra and her friends to set up a small textiles business. Training someone like Adolfo to craft and sell greeting cards. Enabling Paul, a young mechanic, to make his hobby turn a profit. Bite-sized endeavors promising huge impact. Your spark could make that possible. Visit our website to choose which project to get behind. Be the spark for those who are small in the eyes of the world and help them to live a life full of possibility. We are Project Possible. Join us and be the spark. Project Possible. Be the spark. 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 So just a brief glimpse and um, as it said, keep looking on our website because we are updating our website all the time. I expect everybody tells you to go to their website, don't they? But um, it's a good place. You'll see those three Spark projects that are mentioned in that video um, have already been funded and as I said got started. You'll see featured lots more information about the Good Food Apprentices of Rudeval and um, some of the other current Spark projects um, uh, that we're involved in at the moment. So, do you remember then, uh, you, I'm sure you do, that would you rather question that um, I asked at the start um, about the flowers or the trees? 
They're both actually great ways, aren't they, to benefit the community. But um, I, I, I'd go with you. I'd opt for the trees option, certainly. Um, and why? Who, who's going to tell me what, why they chose the tree? Anybody venture an answer? Thank you, thank you. Right on theme, fantastic. Yes, lasting impact, lasting impact. Um, and um, in the case of those guys in South Africa, I want to illustrate that with those guys in South Africa. Um, because um, actually we're not looking for them just to um, feed people with nourishing meals each day. That's, that's you know, ostensibly what they're starting off to do and train as, isn't it? And, and to grow, grow the stuff and to feed people. But, but actually... We're looking for them to become role models for the next generation, especially from the background that they've come from. We're looking, them, uh, looking for them to take on leadership by training others. We're looking to, for them uh, to see their business grow and employ others. So that's going to have an impact, a bigger impact, a lasting impact, that kind of thing in the community. And we want to see them actually really living life in its fullness, as our Project Possible vision statement says. So I'm going to just kind of come a bit closer to home now. Um, God has done his part, um, which, according to the parable of the sower, is the seed that he scatters. God scatters that seed in the parable of the sower. I'm not going to read it because I'm hoping that it's probably fairly familiar um, um, and that seed is the word of God. The picture then here is of God giving himself. Christ is the word, the word of God. And so he's giving us Christ. God is giving us that seed, that word, Christ, for our forgiveness and for receiving new life. Yeah, the band would like to come up, that'd be great. That's God's part. What about our part? Well, in obtaining a good harvest, we know that the state of the soil is very important, isn't it? These, these crops will have, you know, really flourished because they'll have been in good soil. Jesus spoke about that soil then, didn't he, uh, in the parable. He spoke in the parable about the soil uh, in which um, the seed landed. And... What was that? On the almost soilless path, on the rocky thin soil, on the better soil where actually thorns and other things, briars also grew, and then on the deep and the most fertile soil. And in explaining it, he said that the path represents the rejectors. The rocky soil represents the shallow enthusiasts. The thorny places represents those who are weighed down and distracted. And then finally, the good soil represents those who hear and act. But if we think about it, well, I, I've often thought that, you know, that's just describing, actually, a different sets of people. But um, actually, I think that we could also say that all four types of soil exist in us. There are times when I know what God is saying, but I, but I reject it. Times when I respond with great enthusiasm for something, but, um, but then I get bored with what's involved. 
And there's equally times when I get weighed down by other things and certainly they distract me from the task that God has given me. So I think the important takeaway for Harvest and for us is that we all need to develop as much good soil as we can. We need there then to begin on uh, our ventures taking heart um, on the small beginnings as we've heard from Zechariah and to use what we have in our hands the resources God has given us. If we get derailed like Zerubbabel, God can give us a fresh start. Expect those small things to build. Trust God to bring the multiplication, the harvest. That's what those four guys are going to be doing in South Africa. And remember the mustard seed, and that God wants us to live fruitful lives, which means seeing lasting impact as we get better at responding to Jesus without the rejection, the distraction, or the boredom. Thank you.